Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. The Poke Destiny special is what we'll call it. It's like our uh, pre three special, but it is now uh, two twenty a.m. on Monday, the tenth of June. When we're recording this, we actually just finished recording our nineteenth episode, and we're doing one more tonight before we call it quits, and then knock out a few of our E3 specials tomorrow night. Yeah. I am your host tonight, uh, Comrade Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. We're both a little bit exhausted at this point, so we'll go through this. This will be a ton shorter than the previous episode we just did, and uh, we'll have more out tomorrow for E3. Yeah, yep. at least I don't have like a dozen things to talk about on my watch list. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to cover here is the two Pokemon Direct episodes that came out recently and the Destiny livestream that just really uh, just released recently before E3 that covered their year three and current season. Well, actually, no, it was just year three. Yeah, I think it was year three. I can't content. remember if it happened at the same time or like right after the Stadia conference. It was, I believe, right after because they had announced that Destiny 2 was coming to Stadia. Right. Yeah, but okay. We're going to start with the Pokemon Directs, and James will be kicking us off with all of that fun Pokemon news. So the first one was like this weird live press conference, and I mean, it had a lot of weird shit in it. Like not all of it really jumped out to me. Like they, they talked briefly about there's some mobile game coming out like it's gonna have a story it's gonna have i think kind of pokemon battles but it's like a free-to-play pokemon type game i didn't really care about it too much because all i'm really looking forward to is pokemon sword and shield i'm probably gonna get sword just because like why wouldn't you (laughs) i don't know uh so at least in the first conference what they talked about was they're going to, for some reason, not... They, they talked a lot about sleep stuff, like sleep tracking and like trying to... Basically, in addition to Pokemon Go, promoting better healthy practices by like encouraging you to get out and go for a walk and be like physically active, they tried to phrase a lot of their stuff in like, we want to bring that same level of care to sleep. So they want to try to make a game to encourage you to have better sleep habits, which I guess is nice, but it's just really weird that they kept talking about like a game you play in your sleep. And it's not like Pokemon Go is also going to have stuff related to your, like how um how good your sleep is or whatever and i think they basically they made it sound like you can earn like you could train your pokemon in in your sleep or whatever like you track how long you're sleeping and however long you track that it like gives you some experience in the game but they're also going to have a completely separate game just called pokemon sleep I don't know, like, what the what the hell that's going to be. That, like, I literally thought it was a joke. 
when I like I saw like before I watched the conference, I saw like someone tweet about that, and I like I literally thought it was a joke. Uh, so I and literally all we have for that is like a logo, and just we know it has something to do with sleep tracking. And to go along with that, they announced a, a new peripheral, like an like an upgrade to the Pokemon Go Plus thing, which if 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 you're listening, if you don't remember what the Pokemon Go Plus thing is, it was like this little Bluetooth add-on that you can get to basically play Pokemon Go without actually having it open on your phone all the time. It was like this little clip that would flash and like vibrate to let you know you were near a Pokestop or near a Pokemon and you could just like earn items and capture Pokemon without needing to open the app every single time or whatever. And this thing basically does the same exact thing, but it also, if you put it on your bed at night, it'll track how well you sleep based off of like how much you're moving in your sleep. And I just, again, I thought it was a joke because the name of it is Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Not like Pokemon Go Plus 2 or whatever. They just were like, add a, slap another plus on it. It's Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Does the same thing, but now it also like tracks your sleep or whatever. I thought that was weird. So, I don't know where that's all gonna go I, like at the very least i like that they were phrasing it as like we want to encourage better sleep habits because honestly that that is like a huge issue I, like probably worldwide but like particularly in america like people don't sleep well <laughs> generally it just seems like every time you see like statistics online for like what countries get like the best sleep the united states is like always it's way bad on that. I don't know. I don't know how you even measure that. I'm getting way off topic. You mean you get like, but you stay anyway, up recording. Uh, in addition to podcast till Pokemon post two a.m. Huh? I was gonna say you mean you kind of stay up post two a.m. recording podcasts stuff like that. You know these things just kind of happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the one last thing of interest from that first direct was. They wanted to make a more, I guess, a long-term solution to being able to trade your Pokemon games or Pokemon between different games. So, like, I literally, like, there was a guy I, I worked with, a good friend of mine, that he is, like, way more into Pokemon than anyone I've ever seen, probably. Or at least he, like, he's literally played... I think every one of the games and he's actually taken the effort to every time a new game comes out to trade up his favorite Pokemon from game to game. So he literally has like Pokemon in the newest games that he's had since he was a young kid playing Pokemon like red and blue or whatever. So, but that, but the problem with that is that like the Pokemon company had to figure out a way to make each game talk to the previous iteration of the game and that made it difficult when it was like transitioning from Game Boy to Game Boy Advance because that's like literally a different cartridge and like you know Game Boy Advance to DS and then DS to 3DS 
they're all like different media styles. So that was like they kept they figured out a way to do it. Basically, long story short, now they're just going to have a central app called Pokemon Home that you just all the individual games will connect to that one thing, and it'll just be like an easy hub to transfer your Pokemon between games. So that hopefully will take the headache out of shit like that. So that's that's good. I like that. Uh, and then more recently, we had another Pokemon Direct that just talked about like more details of, about uh, Sword and Shield. Like I forgot to get the actual release date, but it it's coming out later this year. That we already knew it comes out in like I think like November or something like that. It's a holiday game. Uh, so the things that really excited me about it. I mean, one, it just it looks fun. It looks like a like really nice. Like the graphics are really good for or like a nice upgrade from the 3DS. But in between the towns is this area that they're calling the Wild Area, which has some of the features from Pokemon uh, Let's Go. Where like one of the things people loved about that one, despite it being like a way simplified version of Pokemon was that you could actually see Pokemon wandering around in the overworld. So, and one that made it easier to go searching for, like, specifically the the one kind of Pokemon you want to capture. But it also made it so that you could avoid Pokemon if you wanted to avoid them. And people were really hoping to see that again in this game. And you kind of get a little bit of that in the wild area. Because in addition to having like actual free control of the camera, like it's a fully three, like third person game. I mean, I guess it always was, but like you now you actually have control of the camera in this wild area, and you actually see Pokemon walking around and shit. So it actually feels more like the Pokemon world as opposed to just like a game, a Pokemon game, or art, I guess. I don't know. It looked really fun. I really liked that addition. And then in those areas, they have these zones where you could do actual like cooperative multiplayer raids, just like from uh, Pokemon Go, where you basically fight like just a giant version of some Pokemon that appears in the wild. And it's just cool. You could play multiplayer with people. And then also... In addition to finding random other uh, large Pokemon around the world to fight, y- like the gimmick to this, uh, these two new games is something called Dynamax, where you basically can supersize your Pokemon for a few turns to make them super strong and powerful. Also, I just like that idea because lit- at some point in the trailer they showed off two trainers doing that at the same time in a stadium, and I was like, Holy shit, it's basically Pokemon Kaiju battles. Yes, please. So, it's, uh, what, I think there's one last thing. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. And then they, the last thing that they did was they showed off the, uh, the two legendary Pokemon for this one. And I, I literally... I think the only reason Aren't why... Aren't they both wolves? They're both wolves. I don't remember which one is which. I know the names are like Zacian and like Zamazenta. I don't know who the fuck made those names up but, or what they mean. 
basically one I mean surprise surprise the one from Pokemon Shield has basically like a weird huge like shield thing around his face so that's I, I just don't like the character model for that that one because I think it like looks weird like, I like the colors on him but the fact that he has like this weird shield thing that like bends around his face makes him look fucking weird the other one is just like a dog holding a sword in his mouth which looks like Sif from uh Dark Souls which was like pretty awesome boss it was literally just a wolf yeah, holding saw, a sword I saw memes on that yeah so I was like well okay and I'm gonna get that one cause that the dog has a fucking sword in his mouth <laughs> and it just sounds like honestly everyone's gonna get sword and no one's gonna get shield it, it like is it's the first time they've actually had one where it's not about a color or a gem yeah it's, it's like oh do you want to be on attack or defense and everyone's gonna be like well I wanna be the one that's aggressive I don't wanna be the one that's like oh and like the funny thing is the uh, the guys at IGN were talking about it earlier, or I was listening to their podcast talk, that, that that was covering it, and one of them was saying like, well, I mean I tend to choose the tank role in like or like the support role in most other games. I'm I'm like, well, I do too, but that's not how Pokemon works. Like that like, why would you have like the defensive tank Pokemon? when like there's no i mean there are multi like two versus two battles and stuff like that nowadays but that i don't know i just don't feel like there's as it's as interesting to have a defensive pokemon as it is to have an offensive pokemon but so so that's basically it for the pokemon news as far as i'm concerned so, and are you for sure going to get Sword? Oh, I'm definitely going to get Sword. I am very excited for Pokemon Sword. Well, Sword and I Shield both, s- but like I'm, I'm probably going to just choose Sword. Uh, they also announced that you could buy both of them in a double pack, but like they've I done. I don't want to play that game twice. Well, they've. <laughs> that's the thing. They've done this before, and I don't think that they like reduce the price of it. They just literally let you buy them both in one pack, and it's just like, I like Pokemon. I don't like Pokemon good enough to buy like both versions that are like probably now sixty dollar games, because it's a Switch game. So yeah, have they have they stopped doing the kind of game of the year version that has like pretty much all the Pokemon from both? No, they still do that. Um, they actually did two versions of that for sort for Sun and Moon. They did Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which was weird. Which I kind of don't get then, because isn't that like it's still giving two choices. It was like a halfway between a sequel and like a definitive version because they they did add some new shit, but it was still mostly the same game. So I was I was just so confused by that that I was like, yeah, I could probably live without this one. Like I really liked Pokemon Sun, but I just didn't give a shit about Pokemon Ultra Sun. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, long story short, super excited for Pokemon Sword at the end of the year. I probably... I mean, I still haven't even opened my copy of Let's Go, so we'll see if I care on this one. Just because the starters didn't really do much for me. I guess Uh, it all just depends. Then again, it's the first time I could really enter back into the series and see if I like it or not. Oh, I already want that score, Bunny. Especially since there's a, a part in the new trailer where, like... 
I don't know, maybe it does it with all three of the Pokemon, depending on which one you choose, but there was, like, a moment where the female Poke Trainer, like, literally did, did like, a fist bump with, with Score Bunny, and I was like, yeah, I want the bunny. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd, if I had to choose one, I'd get that little water lizard thing, I guess. But... Uh, Sobble? Yeah, but I just, eh, uh all right, that brings us, though, to... Which, honestly, we're making pretty good time. That was a little bit over 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry, okay. my voice is kind of kind of shot at this point, guys. Um, yeah. Destiny time. That was a big I'm amount so of stuff. so excited, dude. Yeah, so we'll go through the news first, and then we'll kind of go through what we've been playing Destiny-wise, just because we have. Uh, it's a good thing we did it now, not for the other podcast episode, because that would have been way too long. It was already two over two hours, so yeah. that would have been crazy. But okay, um, I guess we'll break down kind of with more what the new, what the name is, but then like more of like the features instead of what it's about. So for year, th- this kind of showed year three, like uh, season of opulence, which is the third season of the year two content, just started. So we're in the middle of that, and that's the last of the Activision-published Destiny content. So now we're for year three coming this fall. It's going to be um, the sh- what's it called the Shadow Shadow, shadow Keep. Keep. Yeah, Destiny Two Shadow Keep. So that's the new year three kind of big expansion, like Forsaken, like Taking King, uh, Rise of Iron, stuff like that. This... We're gonna go to the moon. Yeah, we're going back to the moon, and we'll talk more about that soon. But this new season is going to bring in a lot of Bungie-owned Destiny changes. So now Bungie owns uh, Destiny completely. Like, I mean, they already did, but like they have full control. So besides developing, they're not publishing their own game. The cool thing with this is we weren't really sure. Like The whole thing we were waiting for was to see now that they had full control were all the problems we were having with it Activision-related or Bungie-related? Like, we didn't know who was causing the problems, and everyone kind of wanted to know, like, because that would kind of suck if it was Bungie, because they're the ones making it, and they're still the ones making it, and that would kind of suck if it was them that was doing all that. But it looks like it was most likely Activision. Just the way they were talking about them a little bit on certain things in the live stream, but also... With the changes they're implementing now, it's freaking crazy. First up, probably the biggest one, or one of the bigger ones. It's got cross-save, or, yeah, cross-save support now. So yeah. what this means is, well, besides, uh, right before this, Stadia announced that Destiny 2 was coming to Stadia, uh, the new Google Cloud streaming platform. And the cross-save is basically your account that you have, your characters. Let's say I'm on PS4 and I have three characters. Or one, it doesn't matter, as long as I have a character. I can now go get a copy on Xbox One and transfer my character to Xbox and continue where I left off. And then if I wanted to, then I could transfer it to PC if I have on PC. And then if I wanted to, I could transfer it on a Stadia if I have that. And back and forth and back and forth. It's basically cross-progress saves. So you can then take the Guardian you've been playing with 
and then jump it onto another platform and just continue playing. Maybe play with the friends you've always wanted to play with, but never, you never got to because you were always on different platforms. So I have like a few friends on uh, Xbox that I never got to play with just because I've always had it on PlayStation. So now I have my chance. I can buy it again and just play it there. And then when I'm ready, bring it back to PlayStation at any time I want. Same. Like, I, I keep basically sort of half sharing and half buying the, most of the content for Chris. Because, like, I basically... On Xbox. Yeah, so, like, I have I keep wanting to play Destiny on Xbox and, like, get him uh, through the raids and, like, play the raids with, like, other friends of mine that had Destiny for years on Xbox but not PlayStation. And the, the main thing that was always holding me back was that, like, to get to the point where I could play the, that late-game content, I'd have to grind through so much stuff just to get to that point. And I just... I never had the the will or like the I just never felt like doing it. Yeah. Like I'd always start and be like, okay, eventually I'll get to the point where I can like actually do the shit I want to do and I would always end up just like defaulting and going back to PlayStation and just like playing there because that's where all my progress is. But now if I can just like transfer my shit all my shit from PlayStation over to the other consoles, that's like fucking amazing i love it yeah and i think one i don't know i'm pretty sure it was a rumor but it sounds like they had to very last minute get sony on board for this That's which what I heard they, too. they still did they pulled it off which is awesome so next up uh is the i believe it's new light so let's say you're a newcomer to destiny or maybe you have a new character you can now you start off with like the original tutorial intro to destiny with uh waking up in the cosmodrome and basically getting a ship and leaving from the original game which is really cool and i believe james didn't they say so destiny is going free to play yeah in certain points certain things certain features will be free to play now and you can now buy content per season. So you can just get certain seasonal content if you want to get season one, two, three, whatever. Uh, yeah, what's they the basically want out everything now? in the game to be piecemeal. Um, I don't know if that includes, like, the older shit, like Osiris and stuff. I, I don't think so. I want to say it starts with the Forsaken stuff. Forsaken is where it begins. Okay. Basically, the way they described it was they wanted it to be, like, from going forward, they want you to be able to play, like, basically all of, most of Destiny for free, and any of the other later game content that you want to play, you can buy specifically, like, individual pieces. Like, only what you actually want, as opposed to having to buy, like, a whole, like a whole expansion just to get, like, the raid when you don't give a shit about, like, any of the PvP stuff or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I believe this city you have to pay for, like, the seasons if you wanted to Crucible and Gambit. But, because yeah. if I remember correctly hearing what they said was free, it was basically the campaigns and then the strikes. 
think it was just that though it was free mm. which is honestly still a good amount of content oh, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff like if you wanted to get the exotics uh quests and everything else though you'd have to get the seasons they pertain to though uh they did say they were bundling now together though uh destiny 2 osiris uh, basically everything coming out now all the way up to um shadow keep it'll all be 40 bucks so if you want current season of opulence and all the way from destiny vanilla to that it's all 40 bucks which is a really good deal i'd say i may have misheard them but i thought they also said that like everything will eventually also be free it's just like whether or not you want to pay to play like the newest content right away it's yeah it's all like it's timed like, i don't know how often they'll do it but i think it's like every year or so like all of the previous year's content will be free for the people that waited or whatever yeah which That's, is kind of cool i guess yeah the, it's a really good system they got going there and they're still going to make sales. I'm pretty sure they're keeping the Eververse open, which if it's at a free-to-play point, then that's fine. Keep the Eververse open. Do what you need to do. Um, honestly, this is all good news to me. Like, this, oh, yeah. this is great. For me personally, though, like if, if it's newcomers or people that just want to play certain things, maybe, it's awesome for them. I already have everything, though. So for me, it just it seems like it just sounds like certain things will be cheaper when they come out as the seasons progress so i'm still gonna buy everything as they release if there's like a, a version that comes with everything from the year then i'll get that uh ahead of time like the season passes if they still do those which i guess they won't now um so as everything comes out i'll just keep getting it because i know i'll get shadow keep day one no problem oh yeah especially since like a lot of what they're showing off for that is like they talked about these things called like nightmares which seem to be like physical manifestations of like the past which is maybe like i don't know what they're going to do with that story wise but that could easily be a way for them to like bring back like any old content that people want to play in like some weird new way like i've been saying since the beginning of destiny 2 that like oh man it makes no sense for them to like do it, but I wish that they would like include or bring back Vault of Glass somehow because that was just like such an awesome raid. And with this idea of like the nightmares being like a the darkness bringing our past back to life or whatever, they could literally do like a version of Vault of Glass or uh, Crota's End or whatever and like bring all that shit back in like some weird way on the moon. And I'm just like, oh shit! I like all that idea. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and they did they definitely show Crota, which was interesting. I'm excited to just see. Personally, I want to see Oryx again, because they'll just be crazy to fight Oryx all over. I'm. It it makes you really just curious as to how the, who the main antagonist I guess of this uh story content will be just because like if all these guys are nightmares besides eris morn being the one that i guess somehow might have accidentally caused it yeah. who's the one still in charge of it all like that's the other thing someone. it's like i'm excited to see eris back because like we haven't seen her at all in destiny 2 
Yeah. And she's another and, person that, like, since the tower fell, I'm just like, where the fuck is Eris? Like, her and Varix are, like, two characters that I'm just like, yeah. where the fuck are these people? Which, we now we know a little bit more of what's going with Varix if you watch the Fallen video. Yeah. He might be is trying Kelp to Kells. unify the Fallen. Yeah, we have basically, like, five factions of Fallen right now again, and they could be leading to, like, multiple civil wars, which is crazy. Um, Varix is leading the House of Judgment now as Kell of Kells, and then there is actually one called Mithrax, who is leading now the new House of Light, and yeah. he's the one fighting directly with us to basically unite the Fallen and make them fight for the Traveler again, which is really, really cool. It's almost like that Halo 3 turning point with the elites and stuff, yeah. which I really like. Um, another big thing, I believe, was... Uh, let's see, what was it? They talked about cha- like changes to the uh, armor mods and stuff. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so you can... If you like the look of the armor, you could take the stats of another armor you own and just fit it to what you want which is really cool because then you can just customize things and yeah it might make other things obsolete but that's kind of the point well it's it, more like you're just more customizing your gear set it basically is like an interesting way to do transmogrific transmogrification which is a thing that's in like world of warcraft and diablo and stuff where like basically except they do it the other way around Oh, also DC Universe Online did it too, where like you would have, you would equip a piece of gear based off its skills being better or whatever, but you can make it look like whatever armor you wanted. This seems to be the opposite way around, where you wear whatever armor you think looks coolest, and you make it behave whichever way you want it to based off of like previous armor like abilities you've unlocked. So they like basically the idea that they're making it so that you can really fine tune how well your guardian like acts and like min max their abilities. Like that's, I'm really excited for that. And one cool thing about it is like, let's say it makes, it makes you think like, Oh, I'll have to ever get gear again there's still gear pieces maybe that come out then after that that have new things that you don't so you still have to acquire those gear pieces to then unlock the ability to take that existing ability and put it onto the item that you want it to be on so there's still incentive to go out and get other pieces of gear that you may not want to wear but you're going to use the uh, attributes that they contain yeah yeah and then um Opulence started. It's got a uh, Callus again. He came back, and it's got I believe um, I think it has the Hive on board or something. I forget. I, I haven't really done the raid yet. Uh, my new I'm on a new clan now, and they've actually had multiple raid teams go in, and I think one of them already at least completed it. They weren't worlds first, but they're like figuring it out, and I'm gonna eventually jump on and probably do it with them too but uh, with this new clan they're so freaking awesome they're called um gods of mischief 
they will help you with everything and then you could always jump in and help them whenever if they need like another person but they're just they will get you the shit you need if you need it like they'll if you say something they usually come running and they help out and it's it's just a great time with them i think i was actually the last person that could join before it actually capped out but oh, i believe they're don't worry they're gonna there's gonna be a day when they um they purge through the people that aren't on anymore and then they should be openings again. But they got me, like, the Outbreak Prime, or Outbreak, Outbreak Perfected pretty, like, instantly. They were like, you don't have this? They just asked me if I had it, and I said no. And they were like, oh, God, we're getting at you right now. And I was like, oh, Jesus, okay. And that mission was freaking awesome. But uh, they had me do that. They ran me through Last Wish. They ran me through Spire of Stars. Uh, Eater Worlds on Prestige. They... I, I jumped in to help them, but they had me just run through the very end of uh, Scourge of the Past. And then they've helped me with, like, Nightfalls, with um, other things regarding, like, uh, what's it called? Um, the Ascendant Challenge and stuff like that. Like, there, there's just so much. The, I've been getting a lot done in Destiny 2 as well. And I did... I ended up bringing my uh, second and third characters out of retirement, uh, the Warlock and Hunt, uh, the Warlock and Titan. So there's a lot of oh, that's another thing. They brought in more boosts. So if you guys know there's the Power Surge bounty that'll get you to 640, I want to say. Uh, this new boost will get you to 690. So if you just have a new character, if you get just get them to level 50, doing like regular shit, just get like a Spark of Light or something, and you get them to level 50 through Forsaken. You just get that uh, first uh, Power Surge bounties, and then the newest level up bounties, and you'll be at 690 in no time. Have you seen that, James? No, I think... Uh, if, you, if you start Opulence, the, the story quest in it gets you to 690, basically. That's awesome. So, yeah, they'll get you where, where I am pretty much. I'm only like 702, 701 right now. And then, um, let's see, was there any more big year three content? I mean, like, the the Shadow Keep itself is going to be freaking awesome, however it's going to be, and whatever it contains. They also said there's going to be a new character that has a lot of dialogue, I guess. They said they were doing, like, their lines and everything. So, I'm curious who it'll be, because I think it's a brand new character. Um, oh, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff for PvP. In terms of like just more support yeah they said and something then, about like some new 6v6 pve pvp thing like a not exactly the gambit but some other mode could be yeah wrong. but there's definitely some new mode is coming yeah what it's gonna what form it'll take not too sure just yet but if it's anything like gambit or as good as gambit that'll be great the trials that were mentioned not coming anytime soon sounds like it's still gonna be a ways off i'm hoping it'll come in destiny 2 still and they never said one thing about faction rallies so we don't know what's going on with that either oh, yeah. hopefully hopefully we'll get some news i'd say we're not gonna get anything soon at least not until the soonest i would say is probably the launch of Shadowkeep. but honestly don't think we're gonna get anything until like winter maybe 
like it's gonna be that long until we get word on probably like trials infections most likely it's either gonna be for the year three they could be saving it honestly they could be saving it for like some big announcement when they launch eight, uh, year three they're like hey guys trials is back next week or factionalize is back next week and we fix things and it's more interesting now i have no idea but i'm hoping they just bring them both back especially if you want to get the sunshot um graviton lance and sweet business catalyst you still can't do those i believe i'm pretty sure unless you have a unless you got it during faction rallies so that kind of sucks trying to think is that all of the big news for destiny all that i can think of anyway all right if there's other stuff we'll see if we can bring it up in the next numbered episode like number nine uh number 20 but we'll see until then that is pretty much all the news we have for this for now sorry like i said it's like three clocks closing in so really yeah. tired i was gone for like three days out of town with rattlesnakes and fishing and boats and shit and being sunburned so i'm like pretty exhausted myself uh we were hoping to do one or two of our e3 specials tonight it's not gonna happen so tomorrow night we will most likely be recording our e3 specials at least maybe two hopefully three of them first one will be the uh special containing ea bethesda and devolver then it'll be followed by a standalone microsoft special and then uh, tomorrow we're going to get all the news for Ubisoft and Square Enix, so if we have time, we will also do one for that as well. And tonight, like I said before on the previous podcast, uh, just due to being late and we want to get it out, I'm most likely going to be doing very selective editing in terms of just kind of any big gaps I'll get rid of, and then that's about it really. Other than that, like if it's maybe something's a little too loud or peaking, sorry about that, I just couldn't go through and lower everything today just not too many things happening and we got other shows to bring out too i will hopefully release both of these uh episode 19 that we recorded before this and this uh destiny pokemon special hopefully i'll have them out tonight and then we'll have like posts all over about them tomorrow morning if not i will have them out tomorrow for sure it's just, if, if there's any reason I don't have one or both of them out tonight, it's because I fell asleep and I just couldn't help it. Hopefully it won't happen. I'm going to try to get it done. Either way, I'm not sleeping too much tonight. We'll see, we will see what happens. But uh, if you want to email us with uh, any critiques or comments, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow at sutrasidetalk. If you want to follow James, follow him at invadergym124. And if you want to follow me, Follow me at GoGoComzilla. Uh, like I said, f- uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, SoundCloud. Until then, you guys have a great one, yep. and Thanks we'll catch listening. you tomorrow.